Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Are you in church this morning? Well, we're going to sing the song again. If you are tired, it doesn't matter. This time, you're going to sing it because I'm asking you to sing it. Yeah. Today is exactly one year that I was released from the hospital to go back home. Amen. And in the 19 days that I was in that ward, in that 19 days, when you fall asleep, one person is dead. You wake up, yeah, every day, every day. In fact, when I got there, the first text I sent out, I said, I can't stay here, hey, because they were going, one, two. At the end of the 19 days, when I came out, in those 19 days, only four of us survived. I was the number four, amen. So you're not clapping for me. I'm asking you to help me clap for the one who rescues our lives, amen, and who gives us another chance even when we don't deserve it. Hallelujah. So maybe today your mail has come for yourself, and I'm saying just put it down for me, and just let us lift his name one more time. If not for your own sake, just saying thank you for me. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go. Eh. Where I need another drama. This drum is too small. It's too slow. David, you didn't eat this morning. You didn't eat this morning. You chicken. He said no. <laughs> okay, I need you a little, a little faster because you're too slow. I don't know why. All right, let's go. Jesus' name. 
amen and amen now find your bible don't sit down yet just one more minute find your bible i hope you are graduating from this phone bible that you are carrying eh tell neighbor you can do better you can do better you can do better lift it up let's make a confession this is my bible I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Before you take a seat, tell your neighbor your jeans are looking nice on you. Your denims are looking good on you. If your neighbor is not in denims, just lay your hand on their head and say, I see you receiving a pair of denims because I think you need it. Hallelujah. Take your seat. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of you, you have been wondering, but what is this about denims? Listen, let me tell you something here. Life doesn't have happiness to give you. <laughs> As a life doesn't what? <laughs> it doesn't have happiness. You decide to be happy. And you do the things that make you happy. Are you there? So sometimes you just do something. So tell me about there's something that we did today was to just wear the names to church. That's all. Amen. If you are sitting by a neighbor who likes to, you know, shudder and wear things to church, tell them today, me and you, we are all pay. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So we just want to make ourselves happy. That's all. And if you don't have it, it's not a problem. And if you have it, it's not a problem. Amen. This morning, I'm going to be sharing the word of God with you. But before I do, I'm just going to um, give two announcements, two or three announcements that I think are so important. Which group of dancers are in this very nice hair tie? That was, oh, you have to dance today, pa. In fact, you have to dance. <laughs> it's only the time that's beating us, but you will dance today. Second offering, you dance. <laughs> Amen. But the first thing I want to say is that tomorrow is the 14th of February. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 14th of February is Valentine's Day. I was about to read a certain love letter to you. Let me have my phone. I will read it. Ajay, I'm just laughing. Are you in the house? Do you want to hear the love letter? Hey, you are sure you want to hear the love letter? Promise me you will not copy it because if you copy it, they'll drug you. This network. <laughs> oh, network. Oh. Am I the only one whose network is very sluggish this morning? You wait, the messages are too many. They are dropping. Oh, hey. The MTN, behave. MTN, behave. I'm trying to let some. Oh. Good. Okay, it's coming. Tell so, anybody you are about to hear something, but you see, I'm just trying to tell you what you shouldn't do on Valentine's Day. 
trying to give you an option. Are you ready? I won't tell you where the letter is from. But it's a love letter written in 1968. And it starts. Dear sweetie, time and ability plus double capacity have forced my pen to dance automatically on this benedicted sheet of paper. I hope you are swimming in the wonderful pool of Mr. Health over there. And I am parambulating in the cool breeze of wellness. <laughs> For the rest of the letter, contact me after the service. <laughs> but I don't want you to write such disasters. Are you there? Because some of the words in the thing, fantabulous is one. I implore you to decipher this my anthem of life. So I want to help you because either, either you're already in love with somebody or you have been in love with somebody or you are going to fall in love with somebody. Whichever way you like, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. And so tomorrow I want to invite you to a Valentine's Day concert. The theme of the concert is forever yours. One day, if you are in first year, it's too early. You cannot go, beloved. Second year, please, you cannot go. Third year, only one eye will be open. Jesus said, watch and pray. It's only in the fourth year as you are finishing. However, as in all things, we begin to learn early and train ourselves and know what to do. So tomorrow, I'm inviting you to the Forever Yours concert. We are in love with Jesus, but we love him in such a way that you can easily pick it and also apply it elsewhere. Amen. Are you there? So do not go to some. The discos will be open. They'll be coming to pick people from campus. They'll be doing all kinds of things. And we are saying, just come into a place where whatever you hear is healthy and is good. It's good for the soul. Amen. And when is your time, you'll know what to do. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Immediately after the second service last week, I told you that we have the Poiman Academy. And when I finish preaching today, you'll understand why it's very important for you to be a part. Amen. Is that okay? And after the UTAG um, whatever is over and we reopen school, we will begin our five services. Which means that on Tuesday, there is a service for people who work in church and people who just want to be serious with God. And that is on Tuesday. On Saturday evening, there will be a service. On Sunday morning at 7, there's a service. At 10, there's a service. And in the evening, there'll be a service. Amen. Oh, I said amen. So that, not so that you play tricks and tell your shepherd that I'll, I'll come to another service just so that you dodge. No. But to give an honest person an opportunity to choose. Is that okay? Oh, is that okay? Yeah, powerful. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen and amen. Well, today I want to talk to you about how to change. How to change. How to change. 
I, I shared a lot of principles with you, seven of them in fact, how to be saved, how to be born again, what happens to you when you are born again. And if you remember, we told you that man is a spirit, he lives, he has a soul, he lives in a body. We went on to tell you what is the state of the spirit of somebody who has not been born again is and what the state of somebody who is born again is. Do you remember those things? Are you in the house? Then we went on to tell you that as for your mind, dear, you have to renew it. We also shared with you how your body is still the same. Now, I want to continue a little bit along this line because the most important thing after you've given your life to Christ is that a change must come. And yet we see so many who are not changed. And you may be one of those who's not changed and the devil will be telling you that you're not born again when that's not really it. Are you with me? That's not really it. You need some additional things. You've done the most important thing if you've given your life to Christ. Now, you've got to live that life and certain things need to happen to you. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. And it says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, when you give your life to Christ, as I had shared with you, the spirit that is within you is now changed. And that's how come the scripture says you are a new creature. Amen. You are a new creation. All things are passed away. However, you will find out sometimes that your bad habits are still like that. The things that you used to do are still like that. And then the devil come and say that you see you. They say that all things are becoming abusing. You are still doing those things so your preacher was even preaching against it and then he will use condemnation and that condemnation weakens you and makes you go back to what you used to be because you think that after all no use it doesn't change but i came to tell you this morning that it is possible to be changed and you and i we must change and we can change why am i saying that it's important to change because many unbelievers don't read the bible and you are their bible they read you. They see you, how you used to be. And then they see how you have become. And suddenly, it's saying something to them. Ah, this guy, I used to go and do this and that with him. We used to smoke together. But now, I've seen that his life has changed. And for many, that becomes the starting point of wondering what caused the change. Because the truth of the matter is that there are very few people on earth who actually enjoy sin. Simply because sin has short-term effects and long-term effects. The, the short-term effect of sin is pleasure. The long-term effect of sin is shame, is condemnation, is destruction. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So there are many people, don't think for a moment that an alcoholic is still enjoying alcohol. No. He has drunk and so he has come to the point where he is dependent on the momentary pleasure of his senses taking leave of him. And so he yearns for the drink. And he drinks it. And he says he's enjoying But after he has finished, he wakes up with a headache. He wakes up throwing up and wishing that he was not alive. He wakes up remembering all the money that he has spent. He wakes up wondering who saw him when he fell into the gutter. 
he wakes up with something else. So the short-term effects he has enjoyed, but the long-term effects, no. No. And usually it's the shame of the long-term effects that drives him back to drink more, hoping that I can blank my senses again and not remember who I am and what I've done. Am I talking to somebody here? And that is why the change in you is so important because if you were an alcoholic like that, that guy, he begins to see that suddenly your life has come together again and begins to see that ah, maybe it is not as hopeless as I was, I was thinking. Are you in church this morning? And therefore, a change must happen. Push your neighbor and say, a change must happen. And actually that change continues and continues and continues. If you've been a Christian for a while, you'll discover that as you grow in Christ, you change more and more and more. I used to be a very hot-tempered person. Are you there? Hmm? You're still hot-tempered. Oh, you haven't seen anything. You haven't seen anything. Goodness. There are different kinds of fire. There are some fire if you fall inside. You are, you are ashes. There are also some fires that just warm you by a little. These days, it's just warming you by a little. But I've come from where you fall into the ashes and into the fire, you are ashes. And it is just because of God that things have changed. Turn your Bible with me to Galatians chapter 1 and verse 23. Galatians 1, 23, it says, But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preached the faith which he once you see, this scripture I was saying something. Then early believers had a problem. And their problem was that there was somebody going around persecuting them. When they were in the temple, when they go to go and pray, they will catch them. When they are in their houses, the person has sent people to come and catch them. Now they heard that that person who was catching them was preaching. And initially they did not believe it. Who was the person? He used to be called Saul. He even changed his name to Paul. And he changed so totally that he did not resemble the guy who was persecuting them. Are you with me? And if Paul, who was a killer of Christians, if he could now become the better of Christians, then you should understand that a change had really happened. A great change had really happened. Hallelujah. Are you with me? No wonder he was probably the most powerful of the apostles because he really changed people. He really changed people. A lot of people were impacted by his life. Amen and amen. And so, I need to share a few more principles with you, things that will help you to grow. Principle number one, this is the seven great principles of a great change. What will help you to change? The first one, after you are born again, a, change, a great change comes into your life if you grow up if you grew up spiritually. I remember we spoke about this briefly the last a few weeks ago. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I want to read verses 1 and 2 for you. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Are you seeing it? I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. This scripture was written by Paul as he was talking to his people in the Corinthian church. And he said to them that, listen, you people, eh, I can't speak. 
speak to you the way I speak to spiritual people. And it is true of many of you that for you to be able to even take in some word of God, we have to bring it down to the lowest denominator and make it very sweet. We can only preach to you, I receive it messages. I see you receiving, I see you receiving. As soon as we preach another kind of message, you have a problem, you can't even swallow it. And that's when you start to get offended and they were preaching about me in the church and they were talking about me in the church, not even realizing that it's the Lord who's dealing with you. Amen. I wonder why you are so quiet. But you see, as your spirit develops, it begins to affect you. Amen. I said it begins to what? Just like how when you have had a broken heart and you are affected inside. If you continue, it will affect you. And some of you, you have known that your mother, your father left her 22 years ago. She's still bitter. She's still bitter. What has happened? That thing that affected her has now affected everything. And she's even polluting you with it. You see, men, eh? Don't trust them. The way they are. And you to daughter, you are swallowing it. You are about to spoil your house even before you started. What has happened? Something happened to her on the inside. She didn't, she, she didn't know how to let it go. She didn't know how to resolve it. And now it is bearing its own fruit. I know people like that who eventually got cancers and got sicknesses. Yes. Because those internal things affect you externally. Hmm. Are you in the house? That's why when they tell you to forgive, you forgive them. It's not because of the other person, it's because of you. As you are sitting there in your bitterness, something is happening on the inside, which begins to affect the outside. It begins to affect the face. Just take a look at the face of some people. At a certain age, some of you have started early. Already your face is like a cloud. Are you there? I've not called your name. Oh. So just hide behind your mask and look straight. Nobody knows that it's you. <laughs> but the things that are going on on the inside are affecting you. So you're waking up in the morning. Somebody greets you, good morning. You have started early. By the time you are 30, it's fixed. It's fixed on your face. And now you look like a very angry person in life. A very sad person in life. What has happened? The things on the inside are affecting you. In the same way, if you will give your life to Christ and allow your spirit to begin to grow, it will begin to affect you on the outside. Yeah. I said it will begin to affect you on the outside. You begin to find that some of the things which were not good for you that you enjoyed, you suddenly don't enjoy them again. And you begin to enjoy things that were good for you. You begin to realize that you smile a lot more. Hey, I'm just looking at your faces. So. Ask anybody, do you smile a lot or do you frown a lot? Which one? Which one? Never be careful, you have just a few more years to correct it. After a while, it's permanent. It's permanent. Hey! Uh, 
there used to be this old song we used to sing in church. Something on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Something on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Something on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, oh, what a change in my life. It's true. The Holy Ghost on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Thank you, MJ. The Holy Ghost on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. The Holy Ghost on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change in my life. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. And so when you allow your salvation to really sit and you begin to feed your spirit, the change begins. Amen. It's not the only change, but the change actually begins. Amen. Some of you got to lose that frown on your face. Yeah. No, I'm very serious about it. You have to lose that frown on your face. <laughs> when you enter a room, then an evil spirit follows you. It's true, it's called the spirit of heaviness. It's called the spirit of heaviness. So anybody is changing, it's changing. So let's go to point number two. After you are born again, a great change will come in your life if you renew your mind with the word of God. Wow. If you renew your mind, and you know we quoted this scripture so many times, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may, be, you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you are going to change, your mind must also change. So your spirit has been changed. Something has happened in you. But it's a process and it must continue. And it must continue in such a way that your mind is renewed. Your mind is like a computer. If you put garbage in, you will get garbage out. If you put rubbish in, you will get rubbish out. If you put a proper program in, you'll get a proper solution out. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the Bible says that as a man thinketh, so is he. Am I talking to somebody this morning? As a man thinketh, and many of you are programming your lives by your thoughts. If you are going to program your life by your thoughts, at least be careful what program you put in. But when you start to put in programs that say, nothing good ever happens in my life. My life, dear, only bad things. The virus is already eating away. And there are some of you like that. Tell me I'm lying. Ah. Hello? You are programming something in your mind. 
As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. What you think is going to control what you do. Eventually. So when you see yourself as an object of pity, you become a pro- an object of pity. Mm. Amen. Are you with me? Your mind needs to change. Some of you have fed yourself with films that don't make sense. Do you know that that's why you think about falling in love? It's only because of the films that you are watching. That's all. Not being in love, falling in love. You said that's why I saw the that I saw him and I fell in love immediately. Nonsense. Not what? Sense. Push your neighbor and say, silly people. <laughs> Push your neighbor and say, nonsense. And I told you that it's nonsense because I gave you an example during the convention. I asked you, your sister, your brother, gorgeous looking, how come you have not fallen in love with him? If it was simply falling. I said, if it was simply falling. Then you will be falling indiscriminately. You're falling in love with your cousin. You're falling in love with your mother's brother. You're falling in love with your brother. No, no, no. Normal people don't think like that. You're falling in love with your shepherd. Falling in love with your lady reverend. It's not normal. The reason why it's not like that is because the truth is that God at least has protected us to some point. We don't fall in love like that. But you have got to expose your mind to things that say that that's how love is. And that's why you have grown up thinking that and expecting that you will fall in love. Yeah. Hey. Why, I'm spoiling it. I'm, making, I'm taking the fun away. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, you cannot sell your sense like that. Ah, your mind must also engage. And you will be surprised to know that your mind actually engages in the process. Yeah. So when you come, I can't help myself. It is the things you have been feeding yourself with. If you fed yourself another diet, you would think differently about it. Yeah. How come you didn't fall in love with the garbage man who was coming to collect bola at your house? Hey, Asembisa, we Asembisa. I'm just it's a question. Was he not very good looking? If it was as simple as that. Hallelujah. And so I'm sharing with you that as you are there, you are saying to yourself, I need to change. You need to change your mind. Yeah. You are sitting there telling me that you are homosexual. You are entitled to your own opinion. And I don't plan to preach about it. But I'm just asking you that the things that are dangling in front of you, can't you see? The reason you are thinking like that is because of the things you have been watching. That's all. 
the things you have been listening to. That's what has transformed your mind. Because all of us from generations immemorial, we all go through a season. If you are a guy, you, go, you may go through a season when you are girlish. If you are a girl, you go through a season when you are like a tomboy. Many of us, yes, went through it. But it passed because we grew. Yours is not passing because you are thinking what is in your mind. And in your mind, you think God made a mistake. And as you were coming, you were a girl, but he put testers and tents in front of you. That's all. And you will notice that they are trying to legislate and say, when somebody thinks that they are, don't talk about, don't, don't try to change their mind. Because they realize that if you can get the mind to change, the person will be okay. Yes. Yes. If you can get the mind to change. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, but pastor, I'm a bit effeminate. Yes, I'm also a little male, you know. I'm kind of tall, kind of big. But I promise you, I ain't no man. So the fact that you're a little, you know, feminine doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. And in fact, many guys who grow up with only mother around them, mother, grandmother, sisters, they're effeminate. Because the people who were around them were girls. I have somebody close to me when he's a guy, when he's quarreling, like a woman quarreling. Quarrels totally like a woman. Throwing hands, talking nonsense. When you look, it's just influence of living with mother, grandmother, sisters around us all. You cannot wake up from that and tell me that because of that is a woman. He's as male as they come. <clears throat> Don't send me a letter about it. I'm just talking to you about your mind. Yeah. You want to change, aim for that mind. When the mind begins to change, a lot of things will change. Many people are poor because of their mind. Yes. And many of you, including you, Many poor people, when you even give them an opportunity to come out of poverty, they won't come out. And they won't come out because their mind will work in a certain way that will keep them where they are. So when they have an opportunity, they say, no, I cannot go and be anybody's slave. No, me dear, no, you can't talk to us like that woman. Meanwhile, the thing was help. But the mind, I'm talking to somebody, I said the mind, and the scripture says, unless you change that mind. And so how do you change it? You open the word of God and you begin to read. Some of you, when you were supposed to read in class, you were not reading, you were speaking tree. And you asked us why we were teaching English with English instead of with tree. <laughs> Listen, if that's your case, go for tree Bible and read it. It's word of God. And let it transform your mind. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? The situations that you are going through, the answers are in the scriptures. So when the apocalypse comes, should I look? The Bible says don't steal. Says don't steal. Says don't defraud anybody. Oh, the scripture, it is full of wisdom. Full of wisdom. 
somebody has done something to you, you want to pay them back. The Bible says that he who digs a pit for another man will fall into it himself. Somebody is talking and saying bad things about you and you want to answer. The Bible says, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Hey. But under other circumstances, somebody is talking, the Bible says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be like, lest, lest he be wise in his own conceit. It's also Bible. I said it's also Bible. Yeah. The Bible has more answers than you have questions. The only issue is whether you will expose yourself to the word of God or not. And you will only know by reading it. Amen. When you get into the Bible, it says that David was a man after God's own heart. You begin to ask yourself that, hey, me too, I want God to like me. Or you don't know that when God likes you, is something. Hey, you are very quiet. If you are in the house, mother, father, children, your father likes you. There's something. Yeah. Even in this church, I like everybody, but if I like you, there's it means something. Mm. It's true. You wait. Let them catch you on the roadside that they are beating you and let me hear that my church member they are beating you. You understand that I like you. Yeah. One night I was sitting down minding my own business. I was out of town and I got a text saying that somebody, one of my church members had been arrested and that there was a case and that they were taking him to the police station and that they were going to put him in counter back. I said, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. Are you in the church? He was walking around like any other person. But as soon as they laid hands on him to put him inside. So where I was, I called and called and said, because in this our nation, there's nothing like justice. If we were in a nation where the law works, you say, no problem. If you put him inside, they have to prove that this, this, this. But in this Ghana in which we live in it, I am a preacher in the prisons. I can tell you there are people who went into prison like that. 25 years, they are still inside. Wow. Yeah. So as soon as I heard it, I started praying. Then I called somebody. I said, listen, they've taken my guy to the police station. Get him out of there. The person started giving me 22 reasons why it was not possible on this party. I said, no, 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 no. Then right there, I told you on, on Friday that I hear. I heard a voice. If it was your son, would he sleep there? I said, no way. And I said, he's my son. He will not sleep there. So when I realized that the first set of people were giving me excuses, then I called another set of people. Another group of people who I knew understand what I'm saying. And I told them, I don't mind what you are going to do, but whatever you do, he is not sleeping there. End of story. There's nothing like tomorrow. No, he's not sleeping there. Are you in the church? Yeah. And then a few hours later, I said, please, we have taken him home. I said, God bless you. About eight months after, the money they claimed was lost, they found the receipt. Yes. They would have locked him up for nothing. Say, no, be a receipt. Somebody had chopped the money and written a fake something. And, hmm. <laughs> Please, so don't add us to trouble this morning. We beg you. <laughs> anyway, how did I get into that story? <laughs> I'm just telling you that if God likes you, they will move on your behalf. Amen. 
So imagine, this one is just a pastor on their sheep. How much about God? What about him? So when the Bible comes and says that David was a man after God's own heart and God responded to him like that. God responded to him. There was a way he handled David. Then you begin to ask yourself, what did he do? Then you go and see that, ah, there's the guy who, they said that he used to play the harp and sing songs to God. And these are his songs. Ah, he was a worshiper. You have been singing the songs, you don't know. As the deer panted for the waters, so my soul will get back to you alone how my heart's desire and I long to worship you you alone are my strength and my shield you alone may my spirit heal It was written by David. So many other psalms, so many other songs. Yeah. He's the one who wrote, Oh my soul, do you not know? Have you not heard? It's been told from the beginning. The Lord your God is on your side. Oh my soul, don't be afraid. Hope in the Lord, by his righteousness and power, he will strengthen, he will guide, and I will soar on wings like eagles, held by the hand of God, I will run and not grow tired, when on his name I Say the songs. Go and read it. The beginning of the song is Psalm 103. Yeah. Yeah. When David is talking to his son, he said, Forget not all his benefits. And then he begins to list them. And so you begin to learn that, ah, so if I want God to like me, I cannot come to church and be standing like a vegetable. When praise and worship is going on, I cannot blank out my mind and take away my feelings when I come to God. You will see that he was a man who, when he was sad, he didn't go and publish it on the streets of Ashkelon. He rather went into his room and he began to have a discussion with God about the thing that was disturbing him. You, when something is disturbing you, your mother will hear, your father will hear, the granite seller will hear, the cake seller will hear, the, 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 the shuttle driver will hear, everybody will hear, this is wrong, this is wrong. What's wrong with you? Are you changing? Are you changing? We are all changing. Hallelujah. You begin to see people and the things that they did and how they trusted God and how God tended for them. I mean, it became something good to them. And as you are reading those things, 
Transformation begins to come. Can you not see how we have begun to read about the woman who did things for, for the man of God? What happened? You see that even your offering is changing. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody who can stand there and tell me that when I give an offering that somebody is fooling me. No, no, no. You are the fool to think I'm fooled like that. I know exactly what I'm doing. Hey. Meanwhile, as you are saying it, then you, you are rather going to take a loan from bank. Somebody who has told you that the loan that you are coming for will bet you are with 42% interest and you have gone. That one, you are, that, that one you are telling me I rather am deceived. Meaning, well, who is deceived? Okay. Uh, let me go to my son. Let me come back here. Let me share, share with you quickly principle number three. Very related to principle number two. After you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you listen to a lot of preaching. If you listen to a lot of preaching. Why? It's in the scriptures, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. Have you not noticed some of you, since you left your house and you came here, you are hearing a certain kind of preaching. Have you not seen that it's changing something in you? Yeah. How much more if you dial straight to the person that I listen to so often? Yeah, Bishop Dunk has a podcast. Uh, please, people, can you show us the face of his podcast? Free messages. Yeah. Me, when I want to be happy, I just, yesterday, I was listening to him on Healing Jesus. I laughed, and my dog thought something was wrong with me. I laughed. Hey, are you in the church? Yeah. So he goes to the dog, he was Mel's podcast. One thing is a podcast. You know how to find a podcast for Pono. You don't know how to find a podcast for the Word of God. <laughs> Those of you in control of the church, from next week, next week if campus has vacated, we'll postpone it. But if we are still here, put a, what, what do you call it? A po- uh, no, a tent out there. That's pop-up stand. Unless some people sit there. We'll help you to put the podcast. In fact, yeah on your phone so that you give you an alternative things to listen to are you in the church hello are you in the church yeah as you are listening you are changing me is his word i listen to and i change though because even though i was born again i was a serious marriage attack hey sure. if you are sitting by a gang girl tell her that i understand what they are saying your type some yeah, but I realize that you don't take such things into your house. Hey, are you there? And I learned it by his preaching. I learned it by what? By his preaching. I never knew I was a strange woman. I heard it in church. <coughs> you want to know what a strange woman is? Go and look for a strange woman in Proverbs. She has a way of behaving. She has a way of talking. She has a way of dressing. And she's lethal. Lethal. I didn't know. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> Let's take it from Proverbs 7 4. <laughs> Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister, and call understanding thy king's woman, that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. And it goes on. She doesn't just flatter with her words, I beg you. Hey, for at the window of my house I looked through my casement 
And beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths, a young man in the first year void of understanding. Passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way of her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot and subtle you have been walking around you say that oh you are fashionable the thing you are wearing is attire of a harlot you didn't know you thought it was called fashion you didn't know let's move on some today no <clears throat> she is loud and stubborn yeah me the attire didn't apply to me but the loud applied and the stubborn applied it says her feet abide not in her house She's never in her room. Always roaming door to door. Now she is without. That means she's outside in the streets and lieth in wait at every corner. So she caught him and she kissed him and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. I went to church today. This day I paid my vows. I have also paid my tithe. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligently to seek thy peace, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloe, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with love. For the, oh, hurry up. For the good man is not at home. Son, she was married. He's gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and will come at the day appointed. She said, freedom, Daho. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattery of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straight away, as an ox goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till a dart strikes through his liver, as a bird hasted to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths. For she hath cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. I thought you said the Bible was boring. Her way is the way to hell. Going down to the chambers of death. Hey, doth not wisdom cry? And understanding put forth her ways. We could be here forever. You let's move on. Are you there? Yeah. It's a description in the Bible. I thought you said the Bible is boring. If you had read, you would not be where you are now. Pastor, what do you know? Why are you talking my matter? Okay. Hallelujah. And so, what am I saying to you? I'm saying to you that. The word of God as it is in your Bible. The word of God as it is preached. And we keep on leading you to good preachers. And in this house, I can tell you one thing. 
about our churches, the United Denomination. We may not excite you with our music. We may not excite you with many things, but ask for good preaching. Ask for word of God. Oh, that one, we have it, man. I said, that one, that one, we have it. So if you really want to change, there's podcast after podcast that you can listen to. Another very good podcast to listen to is Bishop Edwin Ogo. By the time he has sorted you out, all the foolishness in your head will be out. I believe he'll be visiting us in a few weeks' time. He'll be here. Amen. Are you there? The first time Bishop Ogo visited this church, he cured some three gentlemen of the of, of the of the demon of fornication. The guys are correct, prayer. Others ran away, but the three who dared to go, they became proper people. Yeah. I believe that my podcast is also there. You want to listen to the messages we've been speaking in the past few days. It's not about clapping, it's about getting the podcast and listening to the message. Uh, Are you in the church? Hallelujah, I'm trying to end. And as you listen, you see when you come to the university, you came into the university as somebody who is a raw material from whatever SHS, Shenidros, SHS, SHS. Now, should you have driven in short form, then yes, Shenidros, Mamo Hamadri, Shenidros, SHS. You came and you didn't know anything and you went to sit in the medical school and they began to teach you. And they began to teach you. And they began to teach you. You who came from Shenidros today, you have become a doctor. You came and you sat down, they were teaching you, teaching you, teaching you. You became a lawyer. That's how, if you will expose yourself to the podcast, morning podcast, afternoon podcast, evening podcast, let me stay. As you are there, it is turning you into a man of God and a woman of God, into a serious Christian, a sober person with a clean life. Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. I'm not out of word, I'm just out of time. We'll continue next week. But you just want to bow down your head and you want to say, Lord, thank you for giving me the tools that change us. Thank you. Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. I said, talk to him. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. It's not a secret service. Lift up your your voice. Begin to pray. If you can speak in tongues, I want to hear you speaking in tongues this morning. Lift up your voice. We have not come to a secret service. We are in church. That's better. That's better. Lift up your voice. Lift up your. You are not shy to shout about football. Ah, but today you are going to shout for the Lord. You're going to just lift up prayer. You're going to pray for yourself, talking to the Lord about yourself. Oh yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you are changing us and that we are being changed day by day. Thank you for your word and the riches of your scripture. I pray, Lord, that the love of your scriptures will fall upon us. That, Lord, we will read of you every day. 
that we will hear the preachers you have given to us every day and that our lives will be changed from glory to glory one level of glory to another level that will impact the lives of everyone our families and all those around us in the mighty name of jesus amen and amen and as every head is bowed and every eye is closed you are here this morning but you've not given your life to jesus this process begins with your giving your life to christ you can be in the church for 25 years nothing will change you can be in the church all your life and go to hell nothing will change because you have not received jesus as your lord and savior is the most important step and so if you have not taken that step this morning you are in the best environment right now to give your life to Christ and let the let 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 be sure of where you are going at the end of your life. Let just put on your head, close your eyes. You are here this morning. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. You want to join us in this walk with God. Lift it up. Just lift it up. Just lift it up. God bless you. 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 Now, if your hand is lifted up, I want you to just step out and come to me right here. We're going to pray together. Just come to me. Let the ushers help you. Let the neighbors help you. Come to me. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm so happy you've come. God bless you. Just that. Yes. On this Denim Sunday, God bless you. Thank you for coming. Just come. There's already a feast in heaven because of you. There's already rejoicing in heaven. How do I know? The Bible says that there is, there is joy in heaven over one person who repents. Come, you are standing. Your heart is just banging within you. Just come. Just come very quickly. I'm just waiting for you these few minutes. Just come to me. Just come. Jesus is calling you this morning. He has a very wonderful process for you. Just come. Just come. Hallelujah. God bless you. Just come. Come, come, come. You're just there. You are in doubt. You're not sure. Maybe you're even working in church, but you're just not sure of your stand. Please come. Give your life to Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. I want all of you to just join these four precious ones and pray with us. Pray together with us. As they may make this your prayer. Pray it after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you so much for these ones who have come here this morning to give their lives to you and to start on this wonderful journey. I pray, Lord, that you let their feet be firmly established in your kingdom. That, Lord, the great change will come upon their lives. That their families will even wonder what has happened and will settle to enjoy the good things that, Lord, you are preparing for them. I thank you and I give you praise for them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIDS. God richly bless you.